0: This program is brought to you by the Gin Society, www.ginsociety.com. Welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host, Shane Lee. On the show today, Jeff Fennick, professional boxer, three times world champion. Greg Page, best known as the Yellow Wiggle. My third guest, Steve Balby, the bass player in the rock group Noiseworks. Let's get to it. Right, I'll kick off. Welcome to Lunch with Lee. On the show today, Jeff Fannick, professional boxer, three times world champion in three different weight divisions. He's been inducted into the International Hall of Fame for boxing in 2002 and the fourth person to be elevated into legend status. He's a true Aussie hero. Welcome, Jeff. Yeah, thanks a lot, matey. My second guest, Greg Page, Australian singer, musician and actor, best known as the Yellow Wiggle and the founding member of the Wiggles. He's also in a band called the Cockroaches prior to that. And he's a recent survivor of a sudden cardiac arrest. and So it's really good to hear your voice, Paigey.
1: Oh, thanks, Shano. Oh, good to be with you, mate. Join, join
0: the team. Join the <laughs> team. And the second Malteser, Steve Balby on the show. Australian musician, record producer, bass player in the band Noise Works. He's also been in the band Electric Hippies and My Sex. And he's worked with David Bowie and he's been doing concerts all around, but promoting the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, the Eagles and the Rolling Stones. So welcome, Steve, to the show as well.
2: Thanks, Shane. Um, does that mean I've got a cardiac arrest coming on? I what? hope not, mate. I hope it
0: does not. What's
3: happening, threes, mate?
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Probably me. Um, well, boys, how, how are we all going? Jeff, firstly, welcome to the show, mate. How, how are you going? So, you had a cardiac arrest. Was it in Bangkok a few years ago?
3: <laughs> a few months ago. Um, a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, October, um, yeah. October. Um, yeah. Last year was uh, in Thailand, and yeah, just wasn't feeling well, and progressively got worse and worse. And uh, me being the yeah, you know, the hard knob that I am didn't really want any help and just kept going back to the room and pretty blessed that the boys um, thought that I needed help. And um, so just everybody's listening, just really, um, I hope you listen to this sometimes uh, when you're a bit stubborn and hard-headed like me and you don't want help, and you need it, then um, please just get it. But um, I'm very lucky the boys sent the ambulance to my room because had I fallen asleep or yeah. three hours later, I wouldn't have been here today. So I'm very, very blessed to, to be alive, very blessed to be talking to you guys. And, yeah, man, yeah, it was a very, very scary moment in my life.
0: Sure, man. I, th- I think as guys, we all, we all self-diagnose quite a bit. And, Paige, um, did you have any symptoms coming into your recent attack?
1: No, I didn't. That's that, that's the scary part for me, the fact that I thought I was fit and healthy. I was exercising, I was playing cricket, I was enjoying life, you know, doing all the sort of fit, healthy and active things. So I'm, I'm like
3: playing all those girl sports cricket <laughs> stuff. <laughs> okay, okay, <man. laughs>
1: You can't say that these days, Jeff. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so look, for me, no, it it did take me totally by surprise because I didn't know anything about the actual cardiac arrest itself. Um, I woke up in hospital... And that was the first I knew about it because wow. I'd I basically collapsed on the stage, no breathing, no no pulse. And thank God there were people around that knew CPR to keep me alive. And there was a defibrillator on hand as well to mm. shock my heart back into a normal rhythm just before the ambulance arrived. So I'm very, yeah. very lucky.
0: Well, and, and Steve, you've made a joke before about hope it doesn't happen to you, but, but the rock and roll lifestyle, mate, you must have seen some guys... Go pretty hard in your day. at the detriment of their own health. Oh, yeah. Look, um,
2: you know, I, I'd, I'd overdosed a couple of times. So you wow. know, that was a sort of uh, self-inflicted sort of um, death, I guess. But um, uh, you know, firstly, just going on to Jeff's message. I mean, that is a great message. You know, because um, as as males, you know, we just think we're invincible and and there's some kind of shame in asking for help and um you know jeff might not have been here if he didn't have good mates around i mean that's that's really quite that that took me back jeff it's quite amazing good message there man but
3: yeah i think i I mean today as we just saying earlier, everything's changed i think look um i think it's changed for the better i think that um you know Mm. we're all it's great to treat everybody equal but i just think that we uh, we really have to concentrate on yeah being, being able to help your mates and then um, you know being there for your mates and being there not even just for your mates being there for anybody that needs help you know and um, like I said I was one of those guys who like do everything on my own and you know if somebody had a mental problem I'd say you know you, you're weak you got to handle this on your own but listen talking to people and, and getting your message out there and letting people know what you're going through uh, certainly helps takes that load off your shoulders and uh, takes that the weight off your mind and it makes you feel better so I am um, if anybody has a problem out there, talk
0: to your mates. Talk yeah, to somebody that can help you. Mm, yeah, Jeff, totally. I, Jeff, I want to say thank you to you, mate. You probably don't know this, but growing up, for me, as a young cricketer, I remember watching your fights on TV and it, it really stood out to me what, what it what it meant to be an Australian. And I, I look at some key sporting moments back in our history, and 1983, the America's Cup, Steve Smith recently in the Ashes Series and how he stood up, and Cooper Cronk, and two, oh, was it two years ago, in the NRL Grand Final playing with a broken arm. But you really... Defined for me, what, what it meant about the Aussie spirit, mate. And so, what what does what does it mean to be an Australian to you?
3: Wow, it means everything. I mean, look, um, I'm nobody. I'm I'm on a I'm on a podcast today because I've got support from the Australian public. So without them, uh, who are we? We're nobody. We're just uh, individuals yeah. that you know that live our lives, and then um and we're able to we're able to um yeah to make people live a part of their lives through us. And them. Um, I've loved that. I mean. I was only talking to um, Mark Boris and a few of my friends over the last few days, and I and I told them one thing that every time I won, as, as much as I, I loved doing it for myself, of course you love winning, but I loved it more when I seen the people around me who um, uh, who loved me and who um, who put their their lives and their and their and their beliefs in me. I, I loved seeing them enjoy the win more than I did, and I'll i never that I'll never change. I love that more than ever, and um still to this day, I am um, I think back when I win something, I'll, I'll remember how i changed somebody's life or i made somebody really really happy or i made somebody who said that jeff finney could do something i'd done what they said i could do so yeah i really loved it i you know i'll never forget that you know i'm nobody without the aussie
0: public i know, i'll never forget it either page you're talking about changing people's lives mate how many beautiful hours you've given me off over the years by putting my kids <laughs> the dvds on the wiggles and getting some peace and quiet mate you must be really proud of what you achieved there
1: Yeah, look, it's one of those things that I don't reflect on necessarily in that same way. It's something that I'm incredibly proud to have been a part of and something that we didn't set out to do. It's not like we had aspirations of achieving some sort of greatness. But I think that's the beautiful thing about the Aussie spirit, the fact that you give something a crack and you give it your best shot and if you happen to get successful at it, if you happen to be inspirational to other people, if you happen to provide something of benefit to other people, then that's that's the bonus on top. But I think the beauty of the Aussie spirit is you just have a go, mate. You just, like, you know, you have icons like Steve and, and Jeff doing their thing, and even you, Shano, playing cricket, an inspiration to young cricketers. You're doing what you love, but that's what it's about. It's about being an Aussie and having a go, mate. I think Isn't it so.
3: funny, guys, how you find you find something in your life that – um. You maybe never thought you were going to do, hey you know Greg, whoever thought you were going to be a wiggle I never thought I'd be a yeah. fighter, you know. Yeah, that's you know, right. I mean, yeah. You know how many lives you changed because I remember when I was a kid, and I, I mean, when my kids were growing up, and how much they loved the Wiggles, and how I'd you know <sighs> pushed in and got my guys to my kids to, to be there and see you guys. So, man, it's amazing, you know. Um, yeah, that. Everybody has an amazing talent, and Greg, you were just blessed to find it. You're you you going to be a wiggle, and uh, it's, a, it's amazing. It might not sound anything special, but to me, it's amazing. It's even more amazing than Jeff Fennick being a buck. Oh,
1: mate, well, that's, that's an honour hearing that come from you, mate, I tell you. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the the thing. If you do what you love, if you do what you love with passion, follow yeah. your heart and where you're pulled in life, and that's where you'll find success because, as you were saying, Jeff, before – Success doesn't come from without, it comes from within. It's when you look around and you see people enjoying what you're doing, that gives you personal success. Other people might measure the success by saying how many people there are enjoying what you're doing, but personally it comes from within and it's that beauty of finding that thing that you're good at in life and the thing that can actually positively affect other people too.
0: That's that's beautifully put, Paige. And so on that note, Steve, what, what does music mean to you, mate? you know getting back to that
2: that australian thing i mean you know being australian i mean i i have been given the opportunity in this country to do exactly what, what what greg's talking about is to to be able to express myself and live a life that i that i believed in i mean you know i went from you know the noise works thing and uh you know which which was deemed you know very very successful and i was making really good money and all that but uh, my heart wasn't was kind of slowly dying because it wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I needed to express myself musically in other ways. and I left that band and i and I followed my my heart and and I still to this day I'm making a new record now. and as the years have progressed, I think I've laid, made less money, but I feel like i've I'm more person i need to be and i'm richer than ever I have, a, I have a house and a family and i don't need that much and i i have a studio i go in and i express myself and this country has given me that opportunity you know and um yeah you a- know it's 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 really big you know uh, yeah a little more successful now than i was in noiseworks
1: isn't that that's great that's such a beautiful thing to find that that place of peace, that, pa- mm. that place of success within. And that's what life is about. If everybody can find that, that success within rather than looking without, then you'll never go without because you've got it within you. You've got it everywhere you go all the time.
0: Jeff, it, um, it's well documented, mate, that um, you know, as a, as a youth you had a few issues and, and boxing was a, was a way that gave you some focus. What, what, what advice would you give to a young kid that may be heading down the wrong path at the moment?
3: Yeah, it's crazy. I was just talking to my manager, Paul Fitzgerald, and from, from Barking Dog. And we just, I was just saying that, you know, the, the, the craziest thing is that I've made some mistakes in my life and done some things that obviously I wouldn't have um, preferred to have done when I was younger and older. But um, everything happens for a reason. And um, if somebody can learn from my mistakes, well and good. Um, I, I, I try to explain to people these days that, again, we're going back to this, you know, this hardcore. Tough guy, Jeff Fenwick. I didn't realise how much it hurt my mum, my dad, my brothers, my sisters and the people who love me. So I try to tell people today, don't worry about thinking about yourself. Just think about your mum and your dad. Think about the people who love you before you, you you make that mistake. Think about people like Jeff Fenwick who's made them and you know, ask me how bad it is! How bad I feel! I, I know I can't change any, but I, you know, I can, I can give some great advice from some of the things that I've done. But look, growing up, you know, I had nothing, and I just wanted to, I wanted to have everything, and um, if it meant going out and doing the wrong thing together, I'd done that. And, um, you know, I I'm not proud of it, but i done it. And that that was my upbringing. And, um, look, you know, I'm where I am today. Again, again, to share that story and to tell people it's not the greatest, you know, it's not the greatest way to do things, but I'd done that. And, um, you know, I've made mistakes and here I am today. And you know, I've been super successful in, in lots of other ways through that, through those hard times and through those, you know, um, things that have happened to me, uh, the adversities, you know, and um, I'm still able to talk about them. I'm proud of myself, you know.
0: Paige, what advice would you give to a a young up-and-coming musician or or father or or mother of a um, talented young child?
1: Yeah, mate, I would say don't stand in the way. Let them create. Let them flourish, you know, encourage them, be positive about, you know, one of the things that is hard with music, and I'm sure Steve would have seen this somewhere in the music career and possibly even Jeff in boxing, I I don't know, but, you know, when you want to follow your passion and it's not the normal career path, you know, it's not, Going to provide you and yeah, cricket as well, Shane. Of course, you would yeah. know too. Um, if it's not the normal career path that people expect you to go down, where there's not job security, where there's not necessarily yeah. going to be a, a financially stable future for you, parents will be concerned. But
3: talking, yeah, talking about parents, just the biggest thing as a parent, we've got to we got to teach our kids not to be really followers. I mean, listen, if if your kids are going to hang around with guys that drink and do drugs, and they're going to eventually i think they'll try it i'm one of these guys who was around my whole career my whole life i've never had a smoke in my life i've never had a drug in my life man i don't know why but it's just me but we've got to, you've got to know that if if, if your kids are going to be be around that it it's the possibilities are very very high that they're gonna they're gonna try to do this crappy stuff mm-hmm. so i mean it's i think to make the world a better place, we've got to be better parents. We've got to take more responsibility. We've we got to be the ones that when your when your kids are saying, "Listen, I'm going down to, to, to John's house today. Go down and check if he's at John's house. I bet you nine times out of ten he's not there. <laughs> so go down and check." <laughs> and them it's at
0: Joanne's house, probably.
3: Well, yeah, well, maybe, well, you know, so, but so. I'm just saying. I just know that you know. Um, as a youngster, um, yeah, I just got away with so much and. Today, I, I, I try to – you know, of course, I try to let my kids know I know what they're doing without even being there, you know. I've been there and I've done that. But, I mean, there are a lot of people that they think, oh, I come from this super rich, wealthy family. My kids are the best. No, nah, go, go out and check because, listen, you know, and um, um, you know, if I was selling drugs, I'm, I'm, I'm not going down to Maryville School to sell them. I'm going to one of those rich schools to sell them where the rich kids have money, yeah. you know. Mm. So we've got to, got to just have more – We've got to look at our kids more and we are got to speak to them more and we've got to be communicate more with our children. If you want our, the world to be a better place, you've got to communicate more.
0: I agree with that. And, and Steve, um, is it true that you wrote a song when your first song when you were nine called Mary Jane but not realising what the actual meaning of that song could have meant?
2: Yeah, yeah fun, funny that, yeah. Um, I did, yeah. Little did I know. Yes. And uh, Mary Jane would
0: lead to, to heroin. <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing time. Um, I was going to say, um, and Jeff, you're going to donate your brain at the end of your life to science. Is that true?
3: Yeah, definitely so. I just kind of thought to myself, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking like my, my great friend Mario Finicam. He's there, uh, got some early signs of you know, um, you know, uh, brain damage and stuff. Yep. And I just thought to myself, um, if um, if I can help, why not? Now yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure they're going to find too much up there, Shane, but oh, I the mean, Yeah, I'm. I'm just, yeah, I just, want to make sure that, um, yeah. I, played a part and like i said the australian public have done so much for me and this is if this if this can help and you know they can see what's happened to, to boxers when the career's over And i'm more than happy to donate my brain
0: yeah we'll take a quick break now we'll be back after lunch on lunch with lee no secret i love a gin and one of our sponsors here lunch with lee is the gin society which i happen to be a member of when you sign up they'll send you a full-size bottle of amazing craft gin delivered to your door every two months plus the latest issue of their beautiful gin journal magazine and a surprise gift absolutely free each gin is sourced by a team of experts looking for exclusive unique and exquisite drops from around the world A subscription to the Gin Society is your passport to the world of craft gin. No strings attached. Cancel any time. Check out the website www.ginsociety.com Spartan Sports is recognised as one of the world's most exciting and innovative sporting brands with a community focus. Our product range across cricket, rugby, football, volleyball, basketball and fitness has been developed to sell directly to any club, school, corporate or individual. Go to our website and order directly to your front door. www.spartansports.com. Spartan Sports unearth the warrior in you. Hey Paige, um, at Christmas time, I was I was taking a walk. I was down in Jerrangong. I was with a good mate of mine, Paul Barrett, and uh, we heard a guy start yelling from the from a little sort of inlet uh, in the water, and his mate had a had a heart attack and. We had to perform CPR for the first time, mm-hmm. which was a horrific experience. But thank goodness I'd actually done a course because of my kids. Now, I don't know whether the guy survived or the ambulance sort of got there after 10 minutes, but it was, a, it was a situation. There was only two of us there on the walk, so it was up to us to perform it and drag him out of the water. As I said, I don't know if he survived or not, or ho- hopefully he did, but uh, it'd be a worse feeling if you didn't know how to perform CPR. Sure. Yeah. Well,
1: well, well done, mate. God, that's an amazing yeah. story. Yeah. Look, for me, my event is very surreal because I was not conscious through any of it. I had the cracked ribs afterwards to attest to the CPR that was done on me and thank God it was. But the fact that you did that, mate, that's that's incredible. That's what we need more people to be doing, learning CPR and stepping up and being confident enough to do it because doing something is is always better than doing nothing. Yeah. Um, if, if, if somebody suffers a cardiac arrest, the chance of them surviving that cardiac arrest, straight off the bat, it's only 10% in Australia at the moment. Like, I'm a one in 10. Right. For every one of me that survives a, a sudden cardiac arrest, there's nine
3: who don't. Every gym should have a defibrillator these days. Guy Leach is out yeah. there doing yeah. this, and these defibrillators need to be placed everywhere in Australia. Yeah, really. I remember when Kerry Packer was alive and the defibrillator saved his life. And I mean... Um, Yeah, we need to have more defibrillators around the place and, yeah, people like Guy Leach deserve um, a lot of credit for what they're trying to do for uh, for
0: the Australian community as well. So, Paige, have you become an ambassador of a product or...?
1: Yeah, so I'm doing a lot of work at the moment. I'm working for the company that manufacture the AED that was used to save my life, and that, that's okay. a company called Striker. Yep. So I'm out there working with people like Guy Leach to bring awareness about defibs, how they work, and how simple they are to use too. That's something I want people to understand as well. They're not scary. They're not. They, they might seem scary, but they're very simple to use. It actually talks you through the process of how to use one. So if you can do CPR... And have a defib available, we're going to be able to impact that rate of survival. We're going to boost that up to somewhere like Seattle now. Seattle in the US have a survival rate of like 68%, I think, because- They're, they're trained from a young age in how to do CPR and they have better response times from the ambulances, plus they have a lot of defibs throughout the community as well. So, you know, like Guy, I'm going to be out there telling people about defibs and about CPR and how to save a life like you most likely did that day back in December, Shane. Great work, mate. Yeah. You're, yeah, thanks you're a bloody was, hero,
0: mate. Yeah, well done, Well done, mate. Awesome. Yeah, um, I'm really keen to ask Jeff about your time when you were training Mike Tyson, mate, what, what was that like? Because I'm assuming you'd, you'd probably want to defibrillate around if you're, you're sparring with him.
3: Well, definitely. It was one of the, the great highlights of my life. You know, I was um pretty blessed. I, I, I trained Terry Packer as a youngster and then I uh, trained um Mike Tyson for a couple of his fights. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience, Sam, um, you know, to, uh, I don't know, just, just to be around, it was like... I, don't know, I used to remember when um, I used to watch TV and see Elvis or the Beatles and see all these people running around. It was very similar with Mike. We'd leave the hotel in London or somewhere, and just hundreds and hundreds of people would be running up and down the street near our car beside us. And yeah, it was crazy. It was an amazing time in my life. And um, you know, and I'll never forget. I was just over there with him a couple of months ago. And um, yeah, to see him doing so well, so he's really, he really, really, I'm really proud of Mike. Yeah.
0: And Jeff, I, I when I was doing research for this podcast, um, I saw an interview you are talking about um, your late father and how he was there for your all three of your world championship fights. Do you want to tell that story about sort of leading up to the third fight?
3: Yeah, crazy that my my dad my dad was My dad died of similar, you know, heart disease and stuff. And when my dad was young, he had plastic valves put into his heart. I've got a valve now put into my heart, and. Um, uh, to support my heart and uh, it was just crazy that, um, my dad was always sick uh, my dad never worked. So I, I remember being at Royal Prince Albert hospital more than being at home because my dad was in there a few, few months of every year. But prior to my fight against uh, Victor Calagius, um, uh, just, um, no, oh, a month or so prior, my dad had got really, really sick. And, um, yeah, um, just a couple of weeks prior to the fight. Um, they called us in and they said that my dad wouldn't be with us tomorrow. And, um, uh, we had the priest come into the hospital And everybody was there saying prayers And as I was holding my dad I said to my dad that I'm going to cancel my fight And my dad said to me You're not going to cancel the fight I said dad I'm just going to cancel it. It's going to be fine I just want to be with the family he goes, Son I'm going, to, I'm going to watch your fight And anyway um, I, I don't know what I've done Or why I didn't cancel it Or I But um, I just listened to what my dad said and, um, on the on the night of that of the night that I fought. My dad was ringside, dressed in a suit, watching me fight. And uh, a couple of days later, um, he passed away. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah, for me, it was um, my dad story. showing me um, the, the qualities that he put in me. He was he was a huge fighter. And look, um, the craziest thing is also that just recently, when my mum passed away, um, they uh, so I haven't told this story because it's just happened over a year ago. But when my mum passed away, it was the same thing. Um, I was at I was in Brisbane for a young Brock's fight and my mum, they told me that they were going to give my mum something so she would sleep and not wake up the next day. And yeah, so we'd all agreed to this. And anyway, um, so I'm ready to jump on a plane and go straight back down to see mum. And then um, the next morning I ring and the phone rings and it's my mum. I said, oh, what's happening? So I asked the doctors, what and I said, listen, we gave your mum this medication, but she's still here. She, she doesn't want to go. And <laughs> so the next day it happened again. Anyway, and finally, um, <laughs> She passed, and you know, yeah, yeah, because I was there. And, yeah, when my mum and my dad passed, as sad as it was, I was always a little um relieved because my my dad went through so much pain all his life, and my mum towards mm-hmm. the end of her life went from like being like fifty odd kilos to being thirty kilos, and I didn't really like seeing it. So yeah, my I think my fighting um man part of me really comes from my mum and dad. They're both great fighters. So yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing too, guys, is that um you know the heart disease stuff is hereditary right so a good mate of mine Robbie McMahon um, his dad had a heart attack at 46 and on Robbie's when he turned 46 he had a heart attack as well same thing oh so gosh. you need to um, if it runs in the family you should go go get it checked guys and girls yeah. and and
1: to the other point is if you don't think you've got any warning signs once you're over 40 get checked out regularly yeah. for cholesterol and you know if you feel any symptoms whatsoever make sure you go get checked out because you, you not everybody as I said before only 10% of people get a second chance at this so you know make sure you're not one of those nine that, that don't make it
0: well, guys I just want to thank you all for coming on the show it's um the three of you are all inspirational in your own right um and you're all good blokes and you're all fighters you're all to me um this sort of true picture of the, of the Aussie spirit. And um, I do really appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on the show.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, Steve and, and Greg, and, and you as well, Shane. Thank you for having me on there. And like I said, Greg, um, I mean, I know I was out there fighting in front of all these people, but like I said, um you've mostly touched more hearts and changed people, more, more people's lives than I have being a wheeler. For me, I mean, being on the, on the show and having you as a part of it has been really amazing for me, and you too, Steve. So thank you very much, Shane.
0: Mate, you're yeah. a champ, mate.
1: I feel the same way. Thanks thanks very much, Shano, for providing this opportunity, mate. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, and thanks Jeff.
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. It was, it's was, it been a privilege.
0: That's it for Lunch with Lee this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Jeff Fannick, Greg Page and Steve Balby. And thanks to Hilton Headley for your hard work on research today. Thanks to our sponsors, the Gin Society and Spartan Sports. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Next week, we'll be changing more top dogs on Lunch With Lee.